Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. I, if you're watching over here on YouTube, dyed my hair back. So we are out of our copper era. I'm back to, it's actually not my natural hair. My natural hair is a little less dark. My natural hair is like a dark chocolate brown or like a milk chocolate brown. It's still pretty dark, but this is like more gearing towards black, but it's all the same. I love it. I am so happy. I was like kind of over the copper era, even though I absolutely loved it, like really loved it. I don't know. I think I just like, I crave change. I can't stay in one thing for too long. And now hair is like a way of me navigating change. So just, just another expensive habit, but let's dive into what was in alignment and out of alignment this week. So what was in alignment this week? Let me think. I mentioned last week, I haven't really been preparing these like I used to. I'm kind of more of an off the cuff girl these days. I would say what's in alignment, if you watched my latest vlog on YouTube, is I really pulled myself out of, I was really out of my routine. I was traveling, we were moving, and I feel like this week we made so much progress on the apartment. Like, even when we just relax that night and say, okay, we're not doing apartment stuff, we're not doing this, like, let's just freaking relax. I, which, you know, of course, I'm always working while we're relaxing, but we're able to actually hang out and enjoy the space and like stretch on the floor. It sounds so silly, but like it really makes you appreciate coming from like a dark, tiny dungeon where your kitchen was your living room and it was like five centimeters long. Having a full living room, it's like if you're not from New York City, you still probably wouldn't think it's that big. But like for New York City, it feels big. And having space to stretch, to like have a freaking like giggling wrestling attack, like just... I just feel us being less, I don't know, we were like so irritable and obviously that's still going to happen, but not, we're still in a tiny space, but I just feel, we feel less on top of each other. We feel like when we're relaxing at night, it's like actually enjoyable and it just changes everything. So that's definitely in alignment for me this week. What was out of alignment? If I'm completely honest, today what's out of alignment is I had a rough morning and I'm really excited to just kind of nip that in the bud. Like, I'm so proud of it's It's the reason that I'm so passionate about self-care. Like, I don't think I really speak on my why enough because I actually posted about it this week because I saw Victoria Garrick posted something and then I reposted it because it just made me feel so connected to her and less alone. When you have people in your life that you love that struggle mentally, it's a hard thing because or with addiction or whatever it might be. I mean, I've been really open about my sister's addiction. She's been wanting to come on the podcast. Like she's an open book too. Um, We just like haven't sat down to actually podcast, but I've just been kind of surrounded by mental health struggles and all that my whole life by like many people in my life. And Victoria posted about something just saying like the the silent struggle that is like almost struggling about other people's suffering And it just hit so hard for me. And I want to do a whole solo episode about this, just like how you can just feel like you have to suffer in silence because it's not your story to tell. And people don't check in on those that are harboring other people's stuff, you know, like if a friend struggles with, you know, 
some mental health struggle and then you're the one that they're like putting everything on and calling every day instead of a therapist let's say this is just an example no one checks in on that friend right so I am kind of like the perpetual like my whole life I'm I'm not the friend but like the person who's on the other side of it who I don't know I feel like I'm speaking in riddles so anyway I just had a kind of a a rough morning this morning as it relates to that I guess just like dealing with loved ones <laughs> and I yeah so my point is the reason I'm so there's so many layers to it and why I'm so passionate about self-care but a huge thing for me was like once I started prioritizing finding healthier habits and outlets it's like cool that now my healthy habits have become my outlets right so like I had a rough morning I'm coming to the podcast to record this intro, regardless of how my morning went. I'm still carrying on and going to go to the gym and just like vibe out in the gym and let it be my outlet. So being able to find these healthy habits that become like your soul outlets that you need, it just enhances your life so much. I'm so proud of myself that I'm able to not let it consume my entire life because there's there was a time where if one thing happened it would, I was out for the day, you know, and I think we've all been there and it's still going to happen, but like certain things you just kind of have to accept, like these things are going to happen. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, someone dies and then like you should carry on with the rest of your day. I'm talking like the smaller things that you should be able to just be upset about and then take it on the chin and like, what's the next right best thing that we can do to feel better. So that's where I'm at today. I'm excited. I'm going to still go to the gym. It really delayed my day. It's later than I wanted it to be right now, but that's okay. We're still going to carry on with the day. So let's breathe in what was in alignment for us and out what was out of alignment for us. And if anything I say ever resonates with you or if you want to share what was in and out of alignment for you just to feel a little less alone or feel more connected, slide into my DMs, go into our Geneva chat and talk about it there. Okay, if you are someone who loves or is so interested in or fascinated by travel, this is the episode for you. We're talking solo travel, safety tips on solo travel. I know you guys loved our last episode where we dove into this, but then also like we're talking how to plan for a really long travel trip, like financially, logistically with your career. Like I'm diving in deep. I'm like, how did you actually do this? What are tangible tips that you guys could take away from it? Just really all things travel, traveling full time, traveling and making money, solo trips, like how to go on a trip when you also have a significant other that you want to share it with. What are the benefits of solo travel? All of it. So if you love travel or you're interested in it and travel as self-care and all of the things, this is the episode for you. She really inspired me. I think Emily is amazing. We also talk about how she grew her Instagram platform from nothing before she ever even traveled. She has an Instagram called Emily Eats and Explores. And I believe she grew it to like 50K or something crazy before she ever left and did the traveling. So I thought that was so impressive and inspiring. So there's some juicy social media tips in here as well. All right, let's get into the episode. Well, the reason I reached out to you was because you teach women how to make money while they travel the world solo. Heck yes. And like, <laughs> what a freaking tagline. So why travel? 
I have been obsessed with travel ever since I was little. Like, honestly, I had my friends and family, you know, they would go home from school and they would watch like SpongeBob and, you know, all those kind of shows that we watched when we were younger. I would go home and I would watch Samantha Brown. And if you guys don't know her, she is, I know a lot of people know Rick Steves. She is like the female version of Rick Steves, but she's even better. She's amazing. So she would just, or her show. It was her show. It's called, she has places to love right now. She actually still has a show out. She's still going strong, Wow. but it was passport to Paris or passport to Europe that I would watch. And then she had another one where she would just go into these hotels and I was obsessed with it and I was like I want to be Samantha Brown when I'm older so I would go home and I would go right to the tv and I would watch it and I was that's kind of like how everything started my family we would travel here and there but it wasn't anything extreme like I feel like it's your kind of typical like you know your suburban like family like we would go to Florida and visit grandparents we would go to Disney World we went on cruises once in a while but we never did anything crazy and like exotic I guess yeah. <laughs> it was nothing out of the ordinary um, except we did do a road trip around the U.S. for a summer which was really fun and yeah so that's where my love for travel started and as you get older it's a bit harder to get everyone together so that's how I dive right dove right into solo travel Okay, well, I'm going to start watching those shows because my boyfriend and I, we love watching like Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, so good. Yeah, like we sing that jingle all the time because we love those shows. And I actually grew up, my dad was, he didn't travel outside the country until he was 50 something and he took us with him. And so he's really passionate about photography and travel. And I I think honestly, all of my siblings, we all caught the bug from him and then (laughs) It wasn't until my boyfriend and I, two years ago, we always loved travel, but we went on a trip to Thailand and we didn't plan half of it. And we had never, to go that far and plan so minimally was one of the most freeing experiences of my entire life. And we were talking about this the other day about how there's something to travel and being that free and that away from home and stepping into an entirely different culture, especially like that, where you almost realize how small you are and how small where you live is. And you're in this bubble your whole life. And you think it's the way that so many other people live, or it's just all, you know, and you just realize we kept saying in Thailand, like nothing matters. Like you're so stressed about leaving work and leaving all these things. And then you get somewhere and like literally nothing matters and people live so differently than you do on a day-to-day is that something that you personally experience from travel like is that something that you love about it in terms of like personal growth I think that definitely can be a part of it but I also love how it shows how similar we are as well and how you can connect with these people from different places all different walks of life and you know we all have like the same struggles and the same ups and downs. And we're all just trying to like get through life and do our best and like have good relationships and, you know, see the world. And, you know, there are are obviously a lot of, 
you know, things that you can learn from different cultures. And that's been amazing because I, you know, I didn't, I think I grew up pretty like sheltered, quote unquote, you know, we would have like the same exact meals every weekend. You know, a lot of my friends had very similar lives as well. So it definitely does open you up to a lot of new experiences and new people and new cultures. Um, so I, I definitely do love that. But I also love like connecting with these people and being like, oh, like, I don't know if we would have, you know, anything in common sometimes, but but you do. And then you now have friends all over the world. It's amazing. Wait, I love that. I never thought of it that way. And it's so true. I know we keep circling back to this Thailand trip because it was so <laughs> life changing for us. But we went to a yoga class on the beach one morning and like, even if you live entirely different lives than these people, you have a common interest of wellness or yoga or whatever it might be, or even just a personality trait. And it's so true. You can connect with so many outside of your circle and your circumstances and whatnot. And it almost it's almost like a spiritual practice of oneness. I absolutely love that. But if anyone's listening, I do want to dive into like the juice here and like the nitty gritty. So <laughs> teaching women how to make money while traveling solo. There's so many parts to that. But what is step one? Someone hears that someone sees the title of this podcast. And they're like, that is my dream, or they think mm -hmm. it's their dream, or they're curious about it. And they have no fucking idea where to start. What is step one? So for me, it was content creation. And I think that is the way that everybody thinks that you can travel and make money. But I realize that's not for everyone. So there are so many different steps that you can take, which is why I created my course on this. Um, but I started with content creation. So I started with an Instagram. I was planning on taking a career break. So I was just going to post pictures and videos for my friends and family. And it kept getting pushed off, pushed off. So I was posting tips and tricks. And then that just blew up from there. So I on think Instagram on Instagram. Okay. Mm hmm. On Instagram. Yeah, I was just posting I was just talking about like prepping for this six month trip to Southeast Asia. And you know, I was going to go solo. So talking all about that and sharing, you know, what I was going to do chips for solo travel. And it just kind of blew up from there. So I think if you want to go the content creation route, um, definitely just getting on a social media platform, whichever one calls to you and start posting valuable content to your audience, that's what's really important. But if you don't want to go the content creation route, uh, you can get a remote job. There's a bunch of different remote work sites, like a site like Indeed. There's those just for remote work. Uh, there's travel jobs that you can do. So you could work on a yacht sailing around Croatia. You could be a tour guide, a tour leader, and you can get paid to actually travel the world. Um, there's freelancing that you can do. So you can become a VA, a social media manager. There's so many different things. So going all those routes, that's why I talk about all those because some people don't want to be on social media. Some, that's not their thing. Maybe they don't want a, a blog or a podcast even. So that's why I want to tell people there are so many different ways for you to do this and for you to live this lifestyle. And I really want to get into the logistics there. And that's already, I mean, that's so inspiring, even thinking about just like, okay, virtual assistant, as long as you can do it from anywhere at any time, whatever the job is, you really can travel. But I do want to dive into the logistics of that and like the finances and all of that. But just to take it back a step, what was that decision like for you in terms of 
what career were you in? And then how did you make that decision and prep to take that leap and say, okay, I'm going to leave for six months? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, great question. So I was an epidemiologist. Uh, I went right from college into graduate school for public health. I got my master's of public health and went right from that into a job in epidemiology. I worked uh, in a hospital, a government hospital, and I did that for about four years. It was during the pandemic. So 2020, I was really missing travel. And I knew one person in my life that had left their job to go to Southeast Asia and travel around. And I started looking into this a bit more and I decided, okay, I'm going to take a career break because I didn't know at that time you could make money while traveling. I thought everybody who was on YouTube or was posting about it on social media, I thought they were all all just saved up and took time off from work to to travel and have a bit of fun before they went back to their nine to five life. So that was always the plan. Uh, so to prep for this, I put a percentage of my paycheck uh, every single month or biweekly um, automatically went right into a different account so I could save for this trip. I was planning to save about $20,000 to travel for six months, which is you do, you don't even you could travel for a year on that especially in wow. southeast asia even more than that yeah. uh, absolutely for sure <laughs> um so but i was so nervous like i have always had this like more like limiting mindset around money and i never i had a job since i was 12 like i was working since i was 12 so to think about not having a job was just terrifying to me so i was decided i was going to save as much money as i could and i said $20,000 um, I also worked two other jobs. So I had uh, one career. I was a house director of a sorority. So I actually got housing, food, all of that provided for me. So it allowed me to save a lot of money. So one of my biggest things that I tell people is try to reduce your housing costs in some way because that is massive when you're trying to save for either career break or leaving your job. Um and then I also had another job as a birth doula. So I had a lot of different income streams, th well, three at the time, which I thought was a lot. So I saved for that. Uh, again, it kept getting put off and put off because it was closing. So I was able to save even more money. Um, I also went really hard on my student loans. I just didn't want my student loans to like be holding me over while I was on this trip. So I... Um, paid those off. I went really hard on those. You don't have to do that, uh, especially if you don't have as high of interest. But um, it's just something that I didn't want my I didn't want to have while I was traveling. Uh, and then I left my house director position. And I kind of just bopped around between my fiance's house, who's my boyfriend at the time and my parents for a little while until I left to leave my job. So yeah, I 
sold a lot of my stuff. Um, everything I own fits in my car. And then I have two boxes of memorabilia in my parents. <laughs> um, I had to figure out health insurance, which was super stressful. But when I actually went about to do it, it was really easy. It was a 30 minute phone call and I got everything set up. And then I got then I just get travel insurance when I'm out of the, the States. And yeah, I think those were the biggest things, the money and definitely insurance still wanting to, you know, invest and do all of that. Those were the things that, you know, because when you get your job, you're like, OK, I'm a, I'm a big girl now. Like I'm doing all of these big girl things. And then when you leave your job, it's like, OK, now I feel like I'm kind of regressing. <laughs> so I wanted to do, you know, I, I still wanted to keep up with all those things. And I knew that were going to be important in the future. I, I'm not the type of person that's like, I'm just going to leave my job and have $20 in my bank account some people that works for and they can figure it out and they like that thrill that's just not me <laughs> okay I have like a thousand follow-up questions one <laughs> quick one before I get into the others is this something you help other people do now like figure all of those logistics out I haven't done that specifically okay. myself um that's almost like you know kind of living that digital nomad lifestyle or the career break no lifestyle that isn't something that you know, I talk about mindset and lifestyle a bit in my course, but the more of the logistics of it isn't something that I usually, you know, teach people or talk about in my videos and stuff. I do get questions about it here and there because it does seem really complicated. And at the end of the day, it's not as complicated as you think it is. Um, but more questions I get are just surrounding how the heck do I make money? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, then I'm glad that we touched on it here because it's not something you typically dive into. So, okay, now you are, you're on your six month trip. First of all, are you making money in any other ways while you're on this six month trip or your mindset was like, I'm just doing this for six months and like, I'm going to be on a career break completely. Mm -hmm. So at that point, um, I actually had $40,000 saved. So I said I could do this for a year. I had a budget of $100 a day. So I was like, okay, $100 a day. I will do this for a year. Um, so that was my idea at the time. I definitely still had like an end date in mind. I had, when I left my job, I had about 15,000 followers on Instagram at the time. So I was making 300 to $500 a month, I would say from like content creation but I have a quick question. Yeah, go how, for it. How did you garner those followers without actually traveling yet? That's a good question. So <laughs> I posted almost no actual travel content during this time. It was all tips and tricks, but I really honed in on my brand and my personal brand. So anytime someone saw me, they immediately knew it was a video of me. I had this matte background that I used. I wore this white shirt, which I'm wearing in this video right now. I curled my hair. I pretty much did that in every single video. And then I also posted like graphics from that I would make on Canva. So it was really focused on just tips and solo travel tips. So people immediately knew it was me. And I think that was really what helped me is that they're like, okay, I've been seeing this girl like three times on my explore page or my whatever. Oh, maybe I should follow her because I've seen her because they would immediately know it was me because of that map background. And I think that's where I got a lot of my followers that way. 
So had you been solo traveling a little bit here and there to garner those tips and tricks, or you were just totally doing your own research in preparation for this? At that point, I had only been on one international solo trip. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think it was only one at that time. It's inspiring, honestly. You were like, I have a plan and I'm not going to wait until I travel to actually make this happen. That was really smart. Also, like the branding aspect of it, making yourself super recognizable, making yourself stand out with the map in the background. That's really, really smart. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I and I just learned that from the Instagram experts. There was one right. woman that did it. She wore the same outfit. She, you know, did her hair the same. She had the same background. So I was like, she and she grew so fast. So I was like, maybe I should do this too, because I can't be go out and travel right now. And I yeah, I wasn't doing anything. I was posting maybe a picture of me traveling here and there. So people knew that I actually did travel. But most of it was just providing my audience value. So smart. And I'm curious how long ago this was because I know it's like way harder to grow in that way on Instagram now. And it's all TikTok, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So this was in I grew uh, 1000 to I hit 1000 January of 2022. And by the end of the year, I was at almost 50,000. So I grew almost 49,000 followers in one year. And yeah. Oh my God. Good for you. I'm assuming this is when like reels just started to hit. So you really took advantage of that. Yeah, I actually didn't get on the reels game for quite a while. I think during when I first started my Instagram. So I started my Instagram in May of 2021. And I wasn't posting consistently really until like November of 2021. Um, And I got an Instagram coach and everything to kind of help me because I was like, maybe I can make content from this. So I hired an Instagram coach, Maya Nichol, shout out. And yeah, so if I, I remember I posted my first reel in July of 2021 and I got over a thousand views on that. And I think I had 20 followers at the time and I just like shit my pants. (laughs) So if I kept doing that, I probably would be, I don't even know where I would be, but I'm happy with my journey anyway. I wouldn't go back, but I had no idea how to make a reel or what to do. And they were intimidating at the time. So I really didn't go full in on reels. I don't think until like, yeah, December. And I think they were still the hot thing to do. I mean, they're still the hot thing to do. But they weren't, you know, you weren't getting as many views and as many followers and things from them. Yeah, it sounds like investing in that coach was a really smart tactic. You know, you had a long term goal and Mm -hmm. you invested even while trying to save money. You knew that it was important to invest and look where Mm -hmm. it got you. I just invested in a YouTube like 90 day program coach, because I have that same feeling of like, okay, I know the exact goal I want. And I have an intuition, like an intuitive feeling that it's going to happen. But like, if you know, if I want that return on investment, we're going to have to invest and Mm -hmm. and really like, it's, it's nice to have someone guide you along the way. And that strategy, Mm -hmm. I also geek out on the strategy, clearly, because I'm like, asking a million questions about that. But back to you are on your six month trip. I'm curious, are you first of all traveling full time now? So I'm not I traveled full time for this is a whole story in itself. I traveled full time for about seven and a half months. Okay. 
Um, so I left my job and I traveled pretty much all the way through that um, until like, yeah, November or something of this year. And then I've been in the U.S. for about three, four, three months. And I will be home here for four months. I was creating my course. I also have a fiance. So I'm staying here with him, <laughs> which I always get this question about. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say, I didn't realize that. Okay, I was going to go a different direction with this. And I want to get back to <laughs> the the like traveling full time of it all. But just to start in quickly your relationship, because I have, mm-hmm. i Personally, I was going to say, I, I had someone come on about solo travel before and people were asking this question and I feel the same exact way. Mm-hmm. How, when you have a partner, are you feeling, first of all, how are you nourishing your relationship through so while you're, you know, traveling full-time without them? Mm-hmm. I guess that's the question. <laughs> yeah. Good question. So we are in a very unique spot, I think. So we have been together for 10 years uh, we yeah. were together since we were 18 years old. We met like the first night of college. And so we have always done some distance once in a while because we obviously met in college. We live in the same state, but on different sides of the state. So it's about three hours uh, to get to one another. So it's not something that, you know, especially when you're first dating, you're not going to go drive out there like right away. Yeah. So, you know, during the summers, um, he was He also played on uh, the baseball team at our college that we went to. So he was like, you know, even when he had time off, he didn't really have time off because he was basically working when you're a division one athlete like that. It's a job. So even in the summers and even in the winters, like he would be, you know, basically working. Um, So during those times, we didn't see each other that much. So it was four years and then I, um, he got a job out near Boston and then I got a job where I was. And then I also got the sorority, uh, house director position. So we have always like, we lived together our, our second, second half of senior year, but that's really the only time we've spent like consistent amount of time together. Um, we also lived together like a, a bit during the pandemic and stuff when we were able to kind of move around. But yeah, so we have always done distance. So it's not something that is weird for us at all. Uh, This has been a dream of mine for so long. And he's super, super supportive of of that. So he would never like deter me from doing it or anything. Um, We're both really big on, you know, having our own, you know, our own things, our own passions and like really supporting each other in that way. So when I'm traveling, it can be a bit challenging, especially when I'm on different in different time zones. But we always try to do at least a call or a FaceTime once a day and just, you know, chat about what's going on. Um, I try to send him like little pictures during the day and be like, oh, my God, like I had this meal. You would love this, you know, something like that to kind of like bring him in. Um, But it's been totally normal. And it's something I honestly don't think about that much now because it's just something we have really always done and it's always been some part of our relationship in some way 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I always say this, every single person who's come on and shares this with me that they've been um, with their partner for like over 10 years or since high school, because I have as well, Mm -hmm. every single person has the shared experience of being so independent. Mm. And I think there's so many reasons for that, which we don't even need to dive into, but it's just so fascinating to me that these long, long long-term relationships breed that kind of individuality and independence within each person. It's so interesting to me. Has he ever been able to like join a trip or visit you? So he, he does once in a while. We, he's a real estate agent. So basically that's running your own business. Um, and it's not like your typical nine to five where you like have time off and you have the weekends, like, you know, his clients want to see houses on the weekends and it's just him. So if he's not there and he's not doing those things, you know, he could potentially be losing money. So it's not as easy when you're a business owner and you actually have to be in person. So what's really important for him, like family is super, super important for him. So what we do is we go on a two week trip. We're actually leaving in a few weeks for this. We do a two week road trip to Florida every year to go see uh, his family. And that's kind of our big trip of the year. And then if he can come one place, he will. So this year we're going to Italy, um, which will be really, really fun. We're going to do that for probably two weeks. So whenever he has time available and, you know, can take that time out of his business, he'll come with me. But he just does not have the same flexibility that I have. Totally. So do you now prioritize now that you're staying put low rent so that you can continue to live a lifestyle where you can just go take your solo trips frequently? That's a good question. So I actually do not pay rent. So when I'm back in the States, I'm usually um, I'll be in the other side of Massachusetts with my family. Um, So my parents have a lake house. So sometimes I'll stay there when I'm with my fiance. We're actually at his parents house. And they moved down to Florida. (laughs) So we have a really good gig going on where we don't either, neither of us pay rent. Um, You know, we obviously will pay like utilities and like help out with things like that. But yeah, we have a good gig. So I'm very thankful for that. Totally. But how do you, how do you deal with not having like your, clearly it's not a priority for you, but I'm just curious, like not having your own home base, not having your own space. Is that you and you could the answer could be no but is that ever a struggle for you with your you know traveling frequently it definitely is I would love to have something more solid like in the future um we're probably just gonna move into his parents house like full-time but yeah I mean it's been okay all my stuff again is like in my car so I don't have a lot of stuff um it is a bit frustrating when I want to find something and sometimes I can't because maybe I would like leave it at like my sister's house or my parents' house or my fiance's house or my friend's house. Like I'm, you know, I'm trying to visit friends too. And my friends are all over the U S so that's something that can be 
a little bit frustrating, you know, because you're kind of living out of backpacks and suitcases. But I'm so grateful for it. Like, I would not want to live any other way right now. Uh, Obviously, I do, like, I need to settle down at some point. (laughs) Um, Not this year, because I have 5 million conferences and things to go to. I have a lot of, like, work events this year. But yeah, I think it would be really nice to know my stuff is in one space. But usually I do because it would be in my car somewhere. I just need to find it. <laughs> well, your priority and what you're passionate about can just so take over your life. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are entrepreneurial or want to make it in social media or whatever it might be, whatever their you know art or passion is. It's like you just care about that one thing so much that the other sacrifices don't even freaking matter. So I totally mm-hmm. get that. And we'll get into more of the fun stuff in a second, but just staying on like the struggle bus for a second. Mm-hmm. I think full-time travel is so glamorized and I personally mm-hmm. like find it. So I I can in, like innately figure out the struggles that would come with it, but I also find it so freeing for all the reasons I mentioned before and more. Mm-hmm. What are some things during your like big seven month, you know, full-time travel lifestyle that were your biggest struggles that you might not have known or realized ahead of time, even though you did plan it out so well? Yeah, that's a good question. So I did, I mean, I did have everything planned, but then when I went to travel, I, it was so random. Like I would, it would be 10 o'clock at night and I would have no idea where I was going the next day. So the trip itself wasn't actually ever planned out. I had some places that I needed to go and some places, you know, here and there, but other than that. Financially and whatnot, you planned ahead of time, like for those stressors. Absolutely. Yes. And that was just something that I was comfortable with doing. Again, it's not something that you need to absolutely do. But I think the biggest thing for me was definitely just, I burnt out like really, not fast, but it was faster than I thought I was going to. Like I thought I was going to be able to live this lifestyle a little bit longer and it was definitely something that I had like a bit of guilt for that I did want to go home and like spend time with my family and my fiance because I was planning for this for so long and but when I went into it I definitely still had that like limiting belief like this scarcity mindset that this wasn't going to last forever so I needed to do everything and I needed to go everywhere and I needed to be out and about and I needed to get as much content as I could and like because I had no idea how long this was going to last and that is just like a recipe for disaster (laughs) so now you know you live and you learn um, but that was something I wasn't really expecting like I knew it was going to be tiring here and there but I didn't know you know even though I didn't feel tired I didn't realize how quickly like my body felt it in in, like versus my mind I guess I don't know it's kind of hard to explain no that Um, makes complete sense and I feel like that's so real like I can only imagine if I'm planning for this big trip for so long and plan and like prepping with the content creation and investing in Mm -hmm. a coach and all of these things and then feeling burnt out, but feeling so guilty about that burnout and feeling Mm -hmm. like, why am I, you know, why would I take a break or a rest day to just sit in this Airbnb or this hostel when there's so much I could be creating and doing out there? Like I can only imagine like that is probably the most relatable 
thing that I never really thought about, which is why I asked this question, Mm -hmm. but I can already tell you right now, if I were you, I would feel the same exact way. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a person that does like my alone space too. And I was staying in a lot of hostels and things and which is nice. It's a great way for you to meet people, but it is really nice to like have your own space. Um, and, you know, I was t- traveling like during the height of summer in Europe. So prices like we're not, <laughs> yeah, we're not where you want them to be. So, but hostels again are like a great option. So that was something that could definitely be challenging as well. But yeah, so I talk about that like on my Instagram a lot now is like having your taking a time to rest. I had this five day rule now where I don't I have to stay in a place for at least five days, which is a time to get there, a time to work, a time to explore, a day to rest and then your day to leave. I like so, that. Yeah. It's so true. Even especially it's even more so when you're not full time because you prep and plan for so long to take your PTO and take the one week or two weeks or whatever you have. And it's like, when do you ever in that scenario, take a rest day? You would never. Right. It's so tiring. Yeah, exactly. But then you can, you know, go home and maybe you have a day, you know, your Sunday where you can just chill. But yeah, it's, it was really interesting. And it, it was also really interesting. Like this label that I put on myself when I left was like, I'm now this full-time traveler and it's like you I left my job to like not be in this box and not be in this bubble and then I like put myself in another bubble and then I was like wait but I don't really want to travel full-time like maybe like a couple months here like one month here like go back home and just chill and then I'm like can I call myself a full-time traveler am I not a digital nomad am I part-time traveler now like I don't even know and it's like you don't really need to label yourself that way but we feel like we do especially when we're talking about it on social media Totally. And we're used to these like corporate scenarios where you're given an exact job title and you could say exactly what you do and where you do yeah. it. And so we're so tempted to have that. But what you were looking for was more fluidity and more yeah. freedom. So I, I totally get that. If someone doesn't want or isn't necessarily looking to right now, like travel full time and make money while traveling, blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone wants to make money. But point being, can we just talk about solo travel in general? If someone's like wanting to take their first solo trip? Mm -hmm. First of all, how do you go about making friends? Did you find that a struggle? Or are you someone who makes friends super easily? This was something that was really interesting for me, because I generally do make friends easily. Um, And it's just something that happens more naturally. So when I um, went on my first solo trip, I was surprised at how how hard it was for me. And I think it could be, I think it was a lot of different things. It was my first time in a hostel. There were a lot of people that were there for work. So not as much travel. If you go to someplace like South America or Southeast Asia, all like a lot of those people are going to be travelers. Not many of the, them are going to be there for work. And I went to Denmark. So a lot of people, you know, were there for work. It wasn't during a time of like a a holiday or anything where you know people my age were traveling so that was a bit challenging for me um and so I do I do like bringing that up that like I did have to put myself out there and like you know get the courage and go up to people and like talk to people in my dorm room and like ask questions and like talk to people in the line and but I spent most of my time on that solo trip alone and for me 
like that's totally fine like I'm an introvert at heart I really like being alone so that was okay for me but at the time I felt like I wasn't doing it right because I didn't make five million friends and I didn't have these crazy experiences but when I'm like okay this is actually who I am as a person I'm totally fine being alone so that's why I don't feel like I need to like go out of my way to find people then I I felt a little bit better about it and I was like okay I actually had like a really good time and a really good experience even though I didn't spend every second with another person that I had just met Okay, I think that's so important because I'm picturing myself going on a solo travel trip for like a week or two or even less. And I, I, because I think it's different if you're traveling for seven months, I think loneliness is a real thing and you should put yourself out there. But if I was going on a quickie solo trip, not like a full-time situation, I enjoy alone time and I feel like it would be a time for me to tune in and be introspective and Mm -hmm. reflect and all of that. And I totally am a hundred percent sure that I would be feeling like I wasn't doing it right because people who solo travel are those people who stay at hostels and make friends and go out with people. And I would totally feel that internal pressure and external pressure as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm so, so glad that you said that. Yeah. I'm also at this age where even if I do meet people, if I'm not connecting with them or clicking with them, like I can just go off and do my own thing. I feel like that's really hard when you're younger like you just don't want to be surrounded by the like negative people or you know you know you meet a lot of different like characters on the road so I'm okay I'm totally okay with that but yeah I I definitely see where you're coming from and I see a lot on social media like you're traveling solo like it's so easy to meet people like this is how I meet people it's like takes five seconds and I think you know it's great that they're showing people that you can you can meet people on the road but like sometimes it's just not as easy for everyone and sometimes they're not going to connect with those people so it's okay if you don't find someone that is like your immediate best friend and now you're going to travel together for the rest of your time and or like you'll spend the whole day with them I feel like that can definitely be like romanticized as well but I have also met amazing amazing people you know, while in my travels, and I have great memories with them. Um, so, but it's it's not always going to be the case every single time. Totally. So, I want to do just really quick, like rapid fire solo travel questions. Um, number one, like, what's your number one safety tip for females traveling alone? Try not to arrive at night, and don't walk around at night like the first couple of days, like get to know the area before you go out. Cause I don't want to say never go out at night because sometimes that's unrealistic, but just know the area, make sure you're in like a lighted area and you feel comfortable. Smart. And like you could do some research with like asking around or take a nighttime walking tour. That's one of my favorite tips and people forget about that. Um, And then they'll show, they'll definitely show you those areas that are safe. Oh, that's a great, great tip. And then you're not alone. Okay. Um, next rapid fire, what are some recs of like your first solo trip, comfortable places to start? So I went to Copenhagen, Denmark. I would definitely recommend that. I'm more of a Europe gal. Um, I haven't been to Southeast Asia yet going this year. I haven't been to South America yet. I hopefully am going at one point this year. So a lot of my places are going to be in Europe, which is nice. Um, especially when you're coming from the States, I think it is a bit easier to get like get accustomed (laughs) in that way Um, because a lot of people do speak English and you know they'll be kind of like your comfort places that would be back home but um, 
yeah, Copenhagen, Denmark, Dublin, Ireland. So a lot of these places are um, kind of like college, university towns, great transportation, smaller cities that aren't super overwhelming. So another one would be like Lisbon, Portugal, which is like a little bit bigger, but like great public transportation, um, easy, easy to get around, like a lot of great food options, um, great options for like day trips and day tours, Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, there's, there's so, so many of them. <laughs> I like have the travel bug right now. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, continuing with rapid fire, we're going to do our ending segment, fun facts and favorites. What is your top <laughs> self-care tip? Ooh, travel <laughs> can this be like it can it be personal yeah or please my I mean my favorite self-care tip is being in water so I love taking baths I know not everybody has access to a bathtub but you can even do it in a shower like you can get a fun little shower bomb and like have get like a good hair mask and but I love like baths like set lighting candles and like reading a book or like having a nice little podcast or playlist in the background um I'm a water sign so I'm a cancer so (laughs) that's something that that. I love doing okay um well I think I know the answer after how we started this podcast but what's your favorite way to move oh my favorite way to move Mm, Zumba (laughs) oh fun (laughs) <laughs> yes that's definitely yeah that's probably my favorite I don't do it as much as I used to um but I love going to Zumba okay I'm gonna swap this next question out to make it more geared towards you what is your favorite place you've ever traveled if you have to choose oh my goodness I hate this question so you much say a few if you want just rattle uh, them off Termina Sicily was one of my favorite places and then Mostar Bosnia okay yeah. Amazing. Those are probably um, my too. I haven't been to either, so now I'm adding those to my list. <laughs> okay. Lastly, what would be your last meal on earth? Oh, goodness. You know, I'm considering deleting this question going forward <laughs> because it stresses everyone out so much. They think like this is going in the records. It's going to be their last meal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm like really trying to think about it. It would be a meal in the North End in Boston. I'm just not sure which one. Maybe like Italian? in a good Alfredo. Yes. Italian, mm-hmm. like a good Alfredo, a good like ravioli I don't know something some good Italian food loaded with like creamy sauce and cheese and you have to go in person because I love it over there in the north end of Boston it's so cute the best it's the best okay well thank you so much I feel like this was a jam-packed episode and somehow for not being a travel podcast my audience loves the solo travel episode so thank you for coming on the podcast can you tell everyone where can the people find you find your courses Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on here. You can find me at Emily Eats and Explores. I am on every single platform. I mostly hang out on Instagram. That's where my community is. You can find my course, which is called The Money Making Traveler. It teaches you over 30 ways to make money and travel taught by myself and 25 guest experts. You can find that in the link in my bio, my stand store. Um, 
And yeah, I also have a membership called the Travel Boss Membership. If you are a content creator and you want more brand deals, I post brand partnerships. I post press trips, um, press opportunities in there three times a week. So you don't have to go out and look for them. You can just find them and either pitch or apply. So amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So, You never have to go a day without Dare to Self-Care. 